hopefully we find a good breaking point for the apocalypse podcast and uh but here we are for the second half wrapping up both the movie and our kind of thoughts of this new uh x-men franchise One thing that I noticed, and I we keep comparing them to the previous two movies because that's the line that it's going in. Right. They're each ten years apart. They're each a theme, and then uh, yeah. So the the humans in the first movie, we first see class, them. Yeah. The, the I'm sorry, in first class, we see them react to things before that scene. Also, it's right. not just they appear and now there's humans. Right. Also, no, they are scared, and some of them are nice and good, and and you know, Morgan Metagger is kind of like our window into humanity's view on this, and from a positive angle. But there's a, we see the, the board of whoever, agents, talking about it and arguing in different ways. And like, what, what do we do with this? No, we can't trust it. These are quack. Oh, I've always believed in mutants. Like, we have these different viewpoints. What essentially becomes the Days of Future Past argument on a much smaller scale. The Days of Future Past humans, we see that there are obviously bad, shitty ones. But, like, really, we see that they're scared. A lot of yeah. it is they're scared. Even Trask is, in that movie... He's not going like I fucking hate mutants. I hope they all die. He's like, it's to preserve humanity. We're we're trying to survive, and they're fascinating. And like, so even him being a villain, he wasn't like, oh fuck all. But then this movie's version of humans is like, oh, remember when you saved Donnie at the plant the other day? We didn't like how you did it. We're kind of here to take your. That's the we're, we're taking. Yeah. Not we're here for you. Come out and come with us. We need to talk. Or even we're gonna kill you. No, we have your daughter. Because that's how we roll around here. So, okay, we'll trade you your daughter for you, but we're definitely going to murder you or something. Like, It's weird that they're all angry about this. And maybe because they put it together that he's Magneto from the uh, 10 years ago or whatever. But it's like, we don't see that in the movie. We don't see them get together and go, that's the guy who murdered these people or threatened the world. Or uh, We're just supposed to assume. No, that. they're just some dudes in Poland who are like, mutant? We should kill him. And we get no redeeming humans. Moira and like... I don't know who else. That's it, maybe. And so when they're all... The only like, other human I can think of right now, other than the people that Apocalypse kills, is... The uh, security is guard? The, that, the ring guy that, like, announces Angel and Nightcrawler. I was just going to say, so there's a... Bruce Campbell Mystique might elbows well one, a big bouncer guy, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence elbows him, and he's out. He's done forever. He's probably still in a coma from the 80s. <laughs> and uh, then there's the one that... Uh, Maura McTaggart asks if he's selling the rug before she throat jabs him. So they're not... There's a cult trying to resurrect an ancient god. There's people making the mutants fight in cages. Then the ones... Who's at the school where the positive scenes are? Just mutants only. This movie sets us up that humans are definitely the villain, but not so much that we get them at their point of view at all. They're just this evil thing that exists. They're the Sharknado of this movie. Sucks that that's going on. Let's deal with it. And it really sucks that I know it's a disaster movie. So because everything is so big and grandiose, they have to skip over stuff. Fuck disaster movies. By the way, shout out to Brian Singer. If you really wanted to skip some stuff, I could have named a lot of things for you in this movie that you could have glossed over other than humanity. But Jesus Christ, you set up... The one thing I liked about these movies versus the old ones, which they do a good job in the old trilogy. Don't get me wrong. But... What they really set up amazing in first class and, and days was the whole humanity aspect. You really feel that other than Charles and Magneto having their different sides of um, the the MLK versus Malcolm X versions of how we're going to go about it, 
they still also have the third party of humans of us dealing with it, good or bad. Are we going right. to be trash and, and, and debating, up? being conflicted? Or are we going to be Moira and say like, no, we need to just kind of generally trust them and only trust, only yeah, trust the ones like that people. Prove. There are good and bad, right? Ones. But that does that so well in the first two movies. And this and in this Apocalypse, one, this nah, one positives we'll that. Over that. Mm, it, oh, everyone could die. We don't feel sad for that. They're nope. dicks. Yeah. Humanity sucks. Go the mutant only, future. The, the biggest you know what I mean? thing they did was wake up Apocalypse. So yeah. that awesome. They went, woke up Apocalypse. They had a place called Auschwitz, which we know about. They made mutants fight each other. They wanted to murder yeah, Magneto. Yeah, definitely and murdered all them. Go Magneto. Yeah, yeah let's go. Shake up the earth a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Yep. But, so I just don't think that... Okay, wait. I think so that curious. was the biggest, the biggest flaw. In the, because now we're talking about the whole, like... Uh, the literally way. bringing down plant, uh, cities that I just don't, didn't don't give I a just, shit yeah, about I didn't them. care and it but really sucks but something you definitely give I a did. shit about to switch gears back to good is uh, during this fight uh, there are a lot of things that are visually cool a lot of things that are visually average for the movie anyway we see the team kind of working together the main thing is uh, we definitely see Xavier trying to fight Apocalypse in the mind dude and you were, you were I thought you were going to come you, I know that I was excited for you when that was coming up because you talked to me about how you wanted to see it in a movie. So my favorite thing about X Men, even when I was a kid, like uh, X Men powers or just hey, which first superpower, Pokemon, even I just always had a thing for like psychic stuff. I don't know why, whatever reason, psychic stuff was always way cooler to me. Maybe um, you were like fingered by a hypnotist. Yeah, when you were that a was a thing. Uh, anyway, it was actually Hypno, the Pokemon. Oh. And, uh, so I don't, I don't know why, but I really like all that stuff. So the coolest thing to me was Charles being this, you know, uh, wheelchair bound guy who is definitely smart in his own right, um, with obviously the best psychic in the world or whatever the case was, but being able to do anything with the astral plane, um, and they fight, you know, like the Shadow King, they fight, you know, all the bouts with him and Emma Frost or... Uh, apocalypse and just anything else that's super cool to me because they start doing like instead of doing the whole in days or no and sorry in first class where we see emma frost project herself giving a lap dance to like the russian military dude it's like all that you can't trust anything we don't know what's going on we don't know what's right. real and um, that's emma frost you sit down on a chair cool and now the chairs that like, you're just falling back into like a pit of snake because just whatever anything goes and there's nothing... You just can't trust anything. Your mind goes crazy. Yeah. People And that's think, an excuse for all these weird jarring tones and stuff that you can accept. And you're like, damn, this is fucked up what this mutant's doing to this person. Right. But they're not, like not the movie's doing it to them. us. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're... Man- yeah. Am I on the plane? Am I on the... Fred Sager and Emma Frost, dude. And, um... So, yeah. It's kind of this crazy stuff. But... And maybe it's jarring for someone who doesn't know. I think... if I think... Anyone that kind of goes to watch it gets that Charles and Apocalypse have this mental fight that we see eventually takes place on like an astral version of the school with and, the um, ceiling blowing off. As, yeah, and uh, Apocalypse is Apocalypse just pushes him down. By the way, Charles can walk now in the astral plane because why would he project himself? It's in the a only wheelchair? time I think I see him really throw punches and stuff. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's awesome yeah. to see this finally. But yeah, so then Apocalypse presses him down. 
He pushes him, presses him, and now Apocalypse just keeps growing and growing and growing. And he's what five times the size of uh, just, yeah, probably bigger, Charles, whatever. And, and so the roof is like not not exploding because he doesn't fit because it's not the real world. It's just going away now. He's yeah. just outgrowing the scenery. And it's and it's so cool. That's definitely shout out to old school Apocalypse comic show whatever. He definitely has the power to grow and shrink and stuff. If they were to just do that not in the astral plane yeah. in this movie, people would kind of go like, mm, I don't know. We've I already, was wondering... We've before, seen Ant-Man and Giant-Man. You don't just... <laughs> like, whatever. But... I was I was going to say, though, I had not seen any... I don't watch trailers. Uh, I try not to. So I was thinking, when I think of Apocalypse, I think of a guy who can turn his arm into a big giant metal hammer. <laughs> like, sledgehammer attack. And he can grow hella big and do that. And I was like, that's going to be interesting to introduce to this universe. Nah, we just skip over that. But I thought it was a good way to give that without... Making yeah. it weird. We get to do we get to see that he does grow and shrink, we get to see the astral plane, and we see it all in a way where people don't go like, I don't know if I believe that because I I think even if you're not a big X Men fanboy like we are or love the Astral Plane as much as I do, you still go like uh they're having some weird mental thing where we physically see them not fighting each well, other they cut in back Egypt to, and to now they're Charles is laying down with his eyes closed to do this. While Apocalypse is still defending attacks from the other X-Men. Yeah, Apocalypse is fighting the X-Men IRL and fighting Charles in their mind. And it's just like, this is awesome. I really did love it. Um, And that's one of the most redeeming things to me in this later fight scene. Is just that we get to see this for the first time on screen. And maybe it's not even the astral plane. Maybe it's just they're fighting in each other's minds. And I buy that too. But... I really want it to be... I'm calling it the Astro Plane because fuck everybody and that's the coolest thing. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Um, so, yeah. We get to see... That's the coolest part of the fight scene. We see Angel, like, uh, flying Psylocke and dropping her off into, like, cool ninja poses. We see Beast kind of jumping around with Scott so he can, like, use Scott as, like, a um, a cool offense A big weapon. shoulder missile. And That'd then, be cool, And yeah. then jump back up to wherever they're at. Um, so we get these kind of, like, team little, like, wombo combo like, fastball special, whatever. But, like, uh, it's very quick, but it's enough that I buy it. Like, Scott says, I don't know how to, we know we can't all control the powers. And she's like, well, just don't. Uh, Mystique says, well, just don't. And so instead of going, like, I, I'm not good at this, just going, like, fuck it. Pull off my glasses and whatever I hit. It's only people I don't like out here, so hopefully it's something... Yeah you know, fuck shit up. And that's cool. And, like, um, I, I really do buy that. And then we get the big reveal of, like, eventually them going, like, I don't know what we're going to do to fight this. We need to prevent they're the all... mind switch because they're now Apocalypse they, they is did in prevent the thing. Uh, that's why that fight happens. But they're still connected. So they stop the body swap after a lot of stuff has gone down. But they stop it in a way that they're still connected, and that's how they have that mental fight. Because Apocalypse is not known to be a, a telepath of any kind in this movie, but he can because they're still connected. Yeah, they have like a slight mental bond or whatever. Um, so he's the way. Are you going to get to the end? Is that what you're getting to? So the way they've kind of beat him, I guess, because we've been wondering this whole time: how would they beat him? How would they beat him? He's not. He's not OP like we might think he would be. But he is overpowered compared to each other individual. This fight scene so far is going kind of even. Like, 
even though I think the X Men have a definitely like a number advantage, it's still kind of yeah, like he, he breaks. Um, it's a number advantage with people who Scott. This is Scott's first day at the school, as far yeah. as I know. It <laughs> so might be. Like, it could be his first week. Could be his first day. But I'm it not definitely, sure. yeah, it's it's well, early. Yeah, no, they show up. Maybe they go to the mall a different day. Well, no, he uh, found he had some ruby quartz laying around, and he made some glasses out of it. So it's been at least enough for him to do that. But yeah, it's all kind of. It's all kind of crazy. Like, it's very fast, and uh, so he's but he's got a strong power, and yeah. he's eye blasting. And uh, Apocalypse is kind of got like his defenses are up now. He's trying to deflect that, or not deflect, rather uh, block it. So while he's trying to block that, we also have uh, Beast tries to dive in. That's his contribution. Storm steps in. Right, I think she's more towards the end, but she helps also. Um, Quicksilver has his leg broken and he's trapped and he can't really help. But he, a lot of them are trying now. They're just all Magneto, going Magneto, after uh, thinking of the positive moments of Charles and him and... I mean, after being talking to, talked to by Mystique, who he also has a strong yeah, pass Nightcrawler, with... Nightcrawler takes Raven up there and he's like, I can't get in the force field. I don't know what Quicksilver that is. Quicksilver does. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And, like, I can't break there, but, like, whatever. But and they plead Eric, with him, and he's debating him. He kind of tells him to fuck off, but so they leave. But he's been he's kind of, like, he obviously is thinking about it. And he's not, um, like, Angel kind of seems, like, fully contaminated mentally. Psylocke seems like she doesn't really give a fuck about anybody. Like, she doesn't have an allegiance to anyone. She, Storm it's like, I think her truly thing believes is that they're, they're heroes. Oh, like, okay. It might she's, be going, yeah. she's going with whoever's like, looks like the winner. But, um, so the reason Storm starts helping trying to fight Apocalypse is because he's holding Mystique by the throat and she, she can't defend herself so as we've seen before when she's like that she turns back to blue the blue that Storm recognizes and fuck goes, that's wow, my hero. hero Yeah. after some cowering she finally starts throwing in the lightning which is super tight oh yeah well, earlier in the fight scene we see her like basically teleport in via lightning oh. It's like she a lightning strike. Lightning. Yeah, it's lightning strike and then it's like a bright light or whatever and then she's there and it's a cool like Action pose. And I almost like, don't want those scenes to even be in the movie. The one like that, and when Psylocke like flips and lands and like all slow mo's. I'm like, yeah, that's not. Don't, no movie can pull that off and have me go like, yeah, no, because that's like a trailer. You did that for the trailer, <laughs> not for the scene. Yeah, but Which whatever. Again, yeah. Whatever. It's Priorities a collection are strange. Of, collection of scenes. Um, but yeah, but, they're all blasting in and trying to fight him, and he's kind of defending it, and he's getting to the point where he starts to teleport. So we see his purple bubble come up, and. Hank says, Beast says, like, oh, he's getting away. And they're all, like, they know if he leaves, he's gonna go, he can murder anyone, you know what I mean? And including all of them, one by one. He can hunt them down, he can do whatever he wants, so they can't let him go. And the only thing, oh, Magneto is now throwing his debris in there. He stops screwing up the planet. Yeah. And, and that's he, when, that's kind of when Apocalypse goes, like, oh, I, I've lost this kind battle. of everybody. I yeah, need to. I need so we're kind of thinking, he's not thinking it, but they're showing it like he's gonna teleport away. Uh, and go like you haven't seen the last of me, you know. Ah, 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 but instead, he's he's his teleport thing is not going as fast because he's getting the shit kicked out of him now with all their powers. Um, and by the way, I want to say like I like that. I like that he's not so crazy omnipotent that it's almost not fair. No, I think it's cool that teaming up it, does it, start it takes, to beat him. Yeah, it yeah. takes all of them, but we see like okay, it really. Because Quicksilver, when Quicksilver first attempts to to fight, it looks like it's gonna. It, it yeah. almost looks like it's gonna be one of Quicksilver's scenes, and it's like slow mo, and he's falling ass, and he gets a few good licks on 
Apocalypse, and you're like, is Quicksilver gonna be the fucking hero of this by just like being too fast? And then, for him? yeah. But then he, yeah, he like, yeah, he he pulls up. He's got Sandman powers, and he uh, he grabs Quicksilver, which they established really well in awesome scenes, and uh, which is the most fucking metal way that he goes instead of like. Doing, he doesn't like make something land on him. He doesn't do this. He doesn't he all just, of a sudden become fast too. Yeah, no. he just pulls, he pulls up the, the earth sand out to grab. And it, Quicksilver's like, oh, you can't run anymore, can yeah. you? And then he breaks How his cool other leg. How super fucking speed if he can't go anywhere? The cool thing about him breaking the other leg, which I thought was amazing because I just didn't expect him to break somebody's leg. It's a fucking X Men movie, but also because he he'll do this thing where he makes a, the walls are kind of like made of like earth, you know. So he'll make the wall grab someone, and it looks like Han Solo. Yeah, like a, but yeah, he'll trap, and then like Beast will come and like them. punch that and break you free, because the fight it happens like that. So the way they go, like, oh, Quicksilver's traps for now, and then that leg breaks, and he screams in agony. And you go, yeah. well, he's out of the fight for a day yeah, time at least right a now. little bit. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Ten years from now, maybe you can jump back in. Um, but the the thing that pushes it over the top is a is a fucking amazing moment. Hey, unleash that shit, dog. Charles is in on the floor bleeding in the astral wall in, in their minds. I don't know what it's yeah, supposed to be. Astral minds, do you? Astral minds. <clears throat> and so he's telling Jean, who we've established is very powerful. And earlier, she wakes up having a nightmare that she saw the end of the world. She's like, "I'm so you know, I don't want to. I feel like I'm going to accidentally hurt someone because." And so she, we know that she's like got this chaos side to her. And we see the moment. Like, we fucking see, we see her. First, we think, oh, she's going to be really powerful. She's walking off of a ledge, and instead of falling, she just continues to walk yeah. on the air. And this is amazing. She puts her arms out, Jesus pose, and she starts screaming, and we see her eyes. Yeah, it's fire. a club up in her face. Yeah. We see, we close up on her face, and her pupils are on fire. Like, her eyes are reflecting fire, and it's like, oh, fuck. Fuck yeah, dude. And then. And then it just goes to the curtain. I don't know what happens. <laughs> but on, like, to be continued. <laughs> but, yeah, so we see the fire, like, kind of a fiery outline around her. It definitely looks like the phoenix. I'm sure you already imagined that. But it's fucking cool. And it's a way to do... Hey, remember, guys? Remember the whole phoenix thing? Well, look how good we were going to try to do it. Like. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's not... Her going away, and we only see the phoenix over the water and, like, a voiceover. And, like, I think that looks like a bird and kind of fiery, but it can kind of play with your eyes because it's over... No, we're showing you. This is Jean. She's on fire. A big, giant, fiery bird out and, around Yeah, her. and this just, like, whatever crazy cosmic psychic bullshit Vultures. x-ray... Yeah, and it and it's and it to keeps him out. from instead of starting to teleport now, his flesh is being like ripped away or something. Yeah. Kind of similar to X three, the way she does that stuff then, and they don't they don't have this. I feel like what they cut from the movie because it doesn't fit, which I wish they knew how to do that. But uh, I feel like it was the conversation afterwards like, wow, you saved this. Wow, you're so great. And then like as soon as she walks away, like, okay, so we got to figure something out. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Or the other option of like, holy shit, you did it, Gene. And she's like, I'm not Gene. And then like. I am free to. Why did she talk like that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so uh, the cool moment, though, while he's being, I guess, defeated is him. The whole movie, Apocalypse does have an arc, which I really like. He's a god in his past. He wakes up in our time and he sees that no one gives a shit about what's going on because he's mad. He's vain. 
But also, he, he the way he learns English is also the way he learns about humanity at this current state. He kind of puts his hand on a television, and we get a quick montage of news footage and, like, bombings and the, 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 the American superpowers and, like, all that. And then we also see Magneto's powers on there. And uh, he goes, like, his thing is, like, no more weapons, no more superpowers. Like, they think they have superpowers. Like, fuck off. America? Russia? Are those superpowers? No, no, no. I, have I am a superpower. No more weapons, no more anything. And that's why he wants uh, Magneto to destroy ba- yeah, the world. Yeah, he basically wants like a hard Or the buildings, set. rather. And he says it'll only be down to rubble and they'll only have what they could have had 5,000 years ago. And so the, he's doing that and then he's had this struggle and he's backing out like, oh, fuck, I need to regroup. Because he's going to have more, this more power with the mind stuff. He sees what he finally wanted to make him complete. Then this, he's getting, he's struggling, and now he sees the Phoenix, which is not named, but he sees Jean Grey's amazing awesomeness, and he says, all is revealed. Because earlier he's like, all will be revealed, like, uh, y'all figure this shit out. <laughs> all will be revealed, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> not them. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a great way for him to be like, oh, that's a god. Like, it maybe. might be. Oh, I'm sorry. Or yeah, it, not yeah. He's not. Like, he doesn't seem like sad or angry. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a th- oh. It's it's. All it could be. Revealed. It could eventually he's, be played up that he wants. Maybe I can eventually get that power if I try hard enough. Maybe it's we're the one that's I think worshiping it's you. I think yeah. I it's think it's like, respect. Goes, there's a lot oh, of different things, but regardless of what it is, it's still cool. This is like that's one of the. Things that we do see from this movie that's that's awesome. Like you said, he actually gets the full arc. And, and awesome then, in the true sense of the word. Not like that was cool, that was great, right. that was awesome. No, her she has like awesomeness. Like it's literally rating inspiring. Off of her. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it is. And uh and he goes like fuck, that was crazy. I wasn't expecting that when I did my head count of who do I need on my team over here. Yeah, I should pick that winged fuck face too soon. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and the X-Men live another day, because, of course... And they go to, uh, then they cut to them all together, rebuilding the mansion. Mag- with the help of Magneto. Magneto's helping. Uh, and Jean. Jean is u- helping. They understand architecture. Uh, then there's this weird moment that didn't need to happen also. Again, I feel like there was another movie going on that we didn't know about, where Storm is like, hey, Mystique's telling everybody about your dad. And uh, are you going to tell him? And he's like, I'm not going to tell him right now. I want you to be excited for the movie that takes place ten years later where I might consider telling him. Like, it was just a weird... Don't don't give me that tease. They they set up a bunch of weird stuff. They tease something that, like you said, they tease in the movie that takes place ten years earlier. They tease that. Uh, It's just strange. My my mom used to know someone that could control metal. Uh We get the idea that after they separate, he's thinking about it. And we got to go, oh, he's going to figure that out now. In this movie, he just knows, and then he—that's why he went there to the mansion in the first place. And that's then he, why, he and he had his opportunity, and just goes in the, um, family. Um, you don't know. Don't worry about it. Don't look into it. Don't. But yeah, it's been ten years. Like, don't don't make the you movie. You can't have teen angst as a thirty-year-old guy. <laughs> don't make the movie ten years later. And also have them in the same like spot of their character arc. Right, you like, have a lot of other stuff where we either, go. We don't have to explain this because it's been ten years. Make the sequel immediately after and build a very thorough character arc, 
or make the movie ten years later and jump and make us have to understand the character arc. But don't fucking do ten have. years later and also the character arc is right where we left off. Like, I don't like it. It's That's one of those things where... That's where this movie kind of crumbles. Um, like, all the CGI people. was <laughs> just like... I don't... I don't like that they try to do... They did a bad... Um, some bad character arcs over the course of these movies, over the course of now we're in, in this, uh, in the 80s. They did a weird thing of uh, making us not care about people, even though they did a great setup of making us care about people in the other two movies. Um, they a reintroduced lot of drop balls that, and a lot of unnecessary yeah, plays. Like, Just, uh, you had a great movie somewhere in there. And like I said, Oscar Isaac, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's great. Jennifer really Lawrence, did I didn't like hate. Him. Finally, I almost always hate her. I still don't love her. Yeah. But um, the girl who played Storm, whose name I don't know, I, I mean, I've never seen her in anything. I think her last name is like Ship or something. Okay, well, I'm gonna learn her name because I really liked her. She didn't have much to work with. Olivia Munn, I only know her name for stupid reasons, but she didn't disappoint at all. She didn't have much to work with. But she, she didn't. Did yeah, fine. she didn't disappoint, but she, she did have done much good than with she what she had. But I would like to have her to have her like more. And maybe yeah. she sucked and they That's, couldn't give her Like more. I said to you the other day, don't make it... Don't really shove it down my throat that look how close her suit is to the comics if that's the one thing we get from it. That's the only thing, yeah. Don't include her even if that's what your selling point is. Just, just She's say, either a cameo or she's a highly touted new introduction to the team. Just tell us yeah. that she's... Um, that Charles is the fourth... A horseman for that matter yeah or something. it should have been but th- there was a lot of that's that's not one of the biggest complaints to have about this movie but it does bug me that like she has no character well like I said the only the only like the one reason why I'm upset with things like Angel and, and Psylocke not getting the service they deserve is because Magneto who we already know got such a big one that's the issue if I said okay well this movie just does a really shitty job of setting up characters I go, alright, well the movie just has a shitty job setting up characters. But, if you're going to spend 20-30 minutes on a character we already know and love, and fully, completely fucking understand... You don't, yeah. Then you, then you, you can don't cut get 20 to minutes the... of just Magneto-related scenes, and we still feel the same way. Right. We and... just didn't get as cool of scenes made. Like, sure. It was just like, it too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe? Like, it was, is Brian Singer, is he five directors who all want to show off their stuff? <laughs> like is that what's going? Which one of them is Kaiser Kaiser Soze? Like, <laughs> I um, yeah. So that's something that really sucks. Is that like they touted these things for months of like, oh look, everyone really likes Deadpool because they got really close to the comic book suit. Psylocke's getting really close to the comic book suit. Uh, we're making Apocalypse look pretty cool. He's not just you know whatever. It may not look exactly the same, but we're getting the vibe, and I think it looks pretty legit. We're uh, we're doing this side, the other. We're not writing though. That's yeah. what we're not doing. Hey, but you see this cool? We got another cool. Hey, we got those set scene. pieces. We got those. Sick we got ass. a cool quicks over scene, and we get a cool uh, Wolverine scene. And uh, Wolverine gets uh, more impressive screen time than Sidlock <laughs> and Storm. I would say, but like, I'm excited for the new one. I told you before that. And I said it in the last podcast about day uh, about first class that if they keep these ten year movies up, they could do the nineties. They're doing the nineties X Men. So they've got young Scott, they've got young Gene, they've got young Storm, they've got young Kurt. Um, maybe they'll eventually find Logan out in the woods. Maybe they won't. Um, 
we get that post-credit scene that could lead to a lot of different things. I think things. it mostly hints at uh, Sinister's last name is Essex. Mm-hmm. Is human Mr. Name, or name, whatever. And uh, he loves cloning people. He loves clones of things. He's also a geneticist or whatever. Yeah, so he gets... He, we show him getting blood... And he, uh, so he's got blood. Logan's blood. So, one, he loves blood and, and clones, I mean. He's a vampire. He, he kind of looks like one sometimes. But we see his name attached to DNA samples of, yeah. of a guy who, why wouldn't you want to clone him? Uh, and there's a famous clone of him in the comics that we all like, or anybody who knows her likes her, X-23, uh, Laura Kinney. And we, we don't know which way they can go with it. They can go a lot of ways, but all of that stuff, to me, leads to Wolverine... <laughs> The, the Wolverine movie. I hate calling it Wolverine 3 because that acknowledges origin. But that that all seems to lead to Wolverine, not to X-Men. But X-Men, we get, we got hints of Phoenix, which I would love that for them to wait on that. But uh, they, I don't know what they're going to feel, feel like doing. If they're going to do 10 full years, then I guess they shouldn't wait on it. But uh, they've got Phoenix to go off of. They're playing up that there's going to be this fucking father-son movie where Quicksilver and Magneto go bowling or whatever. They uh, they get the suits, or some versions of the suits, at the end when they're all X-Men Mystique finally. is leading the team now, which makes sense in these movies. It just frustrates me because how and much she sucked in first Since class. the next movie is ten years, please, for the love of God, have this guy that's playing Cyclops. They could do so... They'd make so many people happy... If they just made Cyclops the goddamn leader. And, like, a good one. Not Wolverine. Not Jennifer Lawrence Mystique. But it's fucking Mystique, though. They set it up that... And I know it's because he's new, but you're right. They have ten years but to play But it's ten with. years, so... They could do no a good excuses. job of explaining that Mystique is not the leader. Um, and she can still be a teacher or whatever. She can still be a high-ranking yeah, member for all Beast is Beast has the most senior over anyone, but that doesn't make... But they've the, given... They, the way they've built Mystique as a character... She's not the leader because she's the most experienced. She's not only anyway. She's also a leader. She comes up with plans. She takes direct, self-directing, you know. She figures shit out. She's a, a go-getter. She's a leader now. I mean, she's, her character was really annoying in first class, but they did a good job of making me go, yeah, she's the only possible leader of the team. Obviously, Xavier is not the leader because he doesn't go on missions. You know, that's like the whole... If you know comics or X-Men, anything... He he. When we say the leader, obviously they all kind of look up to Xavier, but he doesn't lead them on missions. Really, he kind of usually is just uh, they're powerful. It's like he's the dean; he's not the teacher. You know. I would love to have the movie eventually where we get Scott and Storm like co-leading or like team fighting for the lead, even just, anything. Yeah, but they can't. That'd be so weird with Storm having like no introduction. Really, ten years. I'll buy it. Yeah. If you tell me the movies now, ten years later, and you show me the same actress that plays Storm and the same actor that plays Scott now being leaders, I don't go like you didn't set that up. Well, I go, oh, that happened in over ten years. Ten years, Quicksilver didn't move out of his mom's basement, so like whatever. <laughs> we they so, get to play with it. I don't know. So yeah, like I'm hopeful. This movie did not. Um, it, it was very enjoyable in certain parts and very perplexing in others, but it it did see, set me on a place where I'm like. I hope they don't get discouraged by mixed reviews, and I hope that they stick to their guns and make the next movie with the same amount of enthusiasm. Not the same goals, necessarily, but really still feel passionate about it, because I'm really invested in this series, through the good and bad, and and they're doing a good job at keeping this one big thing different every time. This is So this, these are my... These are my um, 
not predictions, but hopes. We keep the suits. Everyone gets their own suit. They get a little bit of flair. They get a little bit different. They look a little closer and closer to the comics. That was awesome. We keep that. Do that. Don't, Don't introduce Magneto again, for the love of God. Um, if he's got some other fifth fam- family somewhere else... Oh, my God. He's killed millions that. of people, and now he high-fives Xavier mentally, and then he's like, oh, you sure you don't want to stay and teach kids about murdering millions of people? Save for the million people murder speech. Million <laughs> man murder march. <laughs> so, yeah. Get the suits. Don't introduce Magneto. Um, make Scott a little more leader-like. Uh, make well, we saw he, that he had he had a personality. Right. They talk about they show him being but spiteful. Like, they show him up. they show him saying, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go to the mall. I'm like, well, we can't leave. And he's like, yeah, we can do whatever. Let's do it. Like he he we see the potential for him to make these decisions on a very small scale. I, I believe that. And um, Gene, and and Gene, and and I'm okay. With, I don't want to make this Gene. I really like. Make her a little uneasy. Make her self conscious that everyone knows she's a freak, even in the school of mutants. Let her kind of be scared of her powers, even in the next movie. But now she knows what she can do a little bit more, so she can be a little more confident with how she plays up her role. But as the character goes, and to, to my knowledge, I haven't read a, a whole bunch of Jean Grey comics, but when she's around, her character was like, as she gets more confident in her powers, she also is way more dangerous. And right. not because she's a bad person, obviously. It's like it just gets chaotic. Yeah. She gets more confident. She actually gets more powerful as that happens. Whether it's because of a cosmic force or otherwise, that, that usually is kind of how that goes down. And, um, and I would like to see some... I would like, just because of my own like fan service to myself, I would like to see um, a little more scenes with Beast doing more beasty things. And not beastie as in, like, being blue, which would be amazing for the fuck's sake. But, like, doing shit in the lab, working on cool stuff. Well, we got to the tease of the comics. I mean, the tease of the costumes, but also the danger room and the sandals. That was cool. That is more important but, like, to me than the comics. Right. The danger, the danger room the was costumes. awesome. But please, let's get more of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's have Beast working on stuff. I put this shit in the danger room. Well, they could do get, danger. Like, Forge. Yeah, they could do danger, too. But, like, um, but, like, have him in the first, in first class, we see that he builds a jet. And he's working on Cerebro, and he does all that other garbage. And he built this danger room, which is just the the Sentinels come out. We don't see that it can do. But like, anything. let's let's get more of Beast doing stuff. I want to see more of the like, scientist Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just because in days he was just here. Here's muscle. some glasses, Techno Babble. Go yeah, ahead. He here, was, here's his uh, syringe. I just made some stuff overnight. I literally just met you, and because from that, I do, no. Yeah, like, his thing. His thing. In he's days always working was the on cure. In but the in the first class, we saw that he got the Blackbird. He got. Cerebro, and he did some other shit. Uh, but let's get more of that. Or introduce Forge and have them work together or something or whatever. But, like, I want to see more of that cool stuff. Because other than the fact that we've seen him make one or two things, he doesn't come off as, like, particularly the smart, nerdy guy. He's supposed to be this, like, not even strong but silent, but, like, strong and nerdy or whatever. And, you know Beast? Yeah, and like, I wish they did more. Like, Beast, they've done a good job of giving him the inner turmoil, like the conflict. Like, he, he kind of does feel like a big beast monster. But I, I want, I want That's the, true to the I want the very, now that the school is up and running, I want the confident Beast. Like, the clever. I want him hanging upside down by his feet, blue, reading a book with glasses on, because, of course, glasses stay on your head upside down. But, like, I want, I want that just like. 
just he's cool with being beasts and like like I said well the end of this movie this is a good part that goes towards what you're saying and it might set up for what you're hoping for in the beginning he's he's human mode and when he sees Mystique she goes where's the blue stuff he goes ah I mean I don't really I have it where I can control it until I get crazy and that's also in Days of Future Past right he can control it with the serum stuff and then when he really lets go he hulks out and goes beast mode but in, he hopes in this one, <laughs> in this one, he he's normal guy, and then he says he can control it with the stuff. When when they get uh, captured, he doesn't have his serum stuff, so he goes blue, and that's around the time everyone kind of accepts themselves and he, that his thing is I'll like. Convenient, yeah. It's not in this part. It's just because he doesn't have his medication, so he goes through the rest of the movie as blue. In the future scene where they go, or not future, but the the resol- resolution. At the end, it's showing the tease of them as a team now. He's actually full berry, very blue. Very furry. Blueberries. He's a blueberry. Uh, he's blue and furry mode, even though he could just have his medication now. So it's like he accepted that now he's at this point where he might do what you're saying and be the more confident. It's been 10 years. I'm not anxious. It's been 20 anymore. years since meeting him proud and he's finally rocking the blue fur. Yeah, for more than just a scene where he's self-conscious about it. Hey man, you never looked better. That, Fuck that, off. That's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, don't mock me. That's the thing of like, as as cool as these movies have been, they're too slow to move to move the characters along. And I think that's if you're skipping along ten I'm, years. The only exception is is Mystique. She has a so. bunch of character changes, and I think Charles Charles, Charles to too. a degree. Magneto's all full character arc was in the first movie, as far as I'm concerned. He has a lot of conflict about it in the later ones, and like. But, like, but if, if you're moving these movies ten years along, which is awesome, do that. But, like, show me that there's been ten years in between. Don't have these characters have the same struggle. Because, you're like I said, you're, you're teetering on both. You can't have um, emotional sequels that take place right after the last one if you're having time-place sequels that take place ten years. So, like, they don't add up. And, like, one or the other, and I'm fine with either... Like I said, if you don't show me that they did this other setup, but you tell me it's happened and now it is, I'll buy it. Yeah. But, like, don't tell me it's been 10 years and you're still like, oh, well, I don't know about this other thing. Yeah, you can't, when you do 10 years, you can't do these B stories that are slowly evolving. They, yeah. They've got, those you, don't work You've got to move up. Make them look a little older, for the love of God. Make them, you know. That's going to be weird. They can't keep the same team every 10 years. They might have to do five years or something at this point because, like, it's yeah. going to get weird. But uh, my thing is, don't rush things. Don't force a bunch of setup. If you're going to play the long con, do it. And don't make them ten years apart anymore. Well, see, like, my thing was... Okay, so uh, Raven looks the same because she's a shapeshifter. So, fine, I buy that. Um, Charles looks a little different. They, Charles they keep... looks a little different. But, but the, the thing that they consistently do is they change their clothes. They make the, they make the clothes look like the era that they're in. But... Alex looked the most different because in each of these movies, he looks physically different. His hair is different, his face is different, whatever. But he actually at least changes. They yeah. go, oh, a long time no see. And you got this really ugly, stupid-looking mullet. That, but I go like, it okay. Well, it was it was weird. It was dumb. It was dumb, yeah. And I go like, okay, cool. They're doing something. Uh, Nick Holt as Beast, who I love, I think is great. He hasn't physically changed. He doesn't have the same short haircut, no facial hair, or whatever. And which is, I'm not saying like he has to have a beard or whatever. Right, but like, if you're keeping him in, in human, yeah. 
The makers of appearance changed. They did the thing with Charles with his hair changed. Even Magneto had a beard. Yeah, they did enough. <laughs> they let him grow out his facial hair. They did enough with Charles even before they shaved his head where in first class it's really short. And the second one it's really long. And this one it's long and then eventually, you know, he goes bald. But it's still, he looks different. But Nick Holt has looked exactly the same other than the clothes. And I don't, I don't buy it. Like It is weird, yeah. He's, even, he's at least 30 years old Like I said, now, just right? grow out his no. hair. He was in first class. He was what? He had to have been at, at, at least twenty five or we'll whatever. Say, we'll say for say he's twenty. That makes him forty years old in this movie. Yeah, and nothing. No, he, looks he sure exactly is not forty same. years old. But maybe they're just going to be loosey goosey about it, like the comics, and be like, you know what? But if they every, have him, every ten years in real life is only like a one a year in the comics. If they have him blue, I don't get that argument. I don't get to say, well, a blue cat beast. Well, they better leave the him blue different. then. But that's what I'm saying. If they have him blue, I don't get to say, oh, really? He has an age? Because I don't know the fuck blue age Harry motherfuckers age. <laughs> but I know how they, I know how close enough normal human people age, and he sure as hell has an yeah, age. Yeah, he is not. Not he even, a 40 year not old even boy. five years. Yeah, like. Jack. Just Wait, make his hair this. different. Make, you know, grow a mustache and, like, grow his hair enough to, like, part it, like, comb it back. Just literally anything that I go, like, oh, he's gone through, like, a little thing. In, I hate to bring this up, but in the Star Wars prequels, they Obi Wan for being the same character in those three movies, they change his hair and like facial hair so much that you go, oh yeah, he really has. He looks the really first young in the first one, one. I remember that he has I a like baby, He's got short hair and a baby face. He's got a flat top with the tail thing. In the second one, he's got a mullet. He's got a really long mullet. And then and the a third beard, one, though. yeah. And in the third one. They're really trying to make him look like Alec Guinness from the fourth one. So they clean up his hair a lot. He's got the part and he's got a short beard. But he looks, for being not too much of an age difference over the course of the three movies that these actors do in the course of these three movies, maybe a little bit, maybe like four more extra years, they do a good job of making him physically look different. Even if they're not saying like, work out more, get fatter, lose weight. Just literally his hair. Hair and makeup. And they don't do that, and I wish they would. And that's that's not a complaint about this movie as much as it is a complaint about these movies. Because, like I said, one or the other, make it a sequel. Even Magneto, when he he when he got rid of the beard and hard hat, and he put the 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 suit on, and he became Magneto again, he had like stubble. Like yeah. he was, he, he did look older. grizzled yeah. a little bit. But Michael Fassbender is the oldest out of all of them, I think. Like so, he gets that just from existing. But I, at least I go like, all right, I buy it. He's not well, twenty five. Uh, him even though, if they go, he was in the, he was in yeah, concentration camps should be in the nineties. He's gonna look strange. Uh, Charles is he's bald now. That's gonna help a little. He's got the suit at the very end. We only see it his, his actual like suit and tie shit. That really fly ass blue like five piece like that's like bright blue like that was fucking that was awesome. That was tight. All right, I, I think. The main thing I took away from this movie, aside from all the fanboy moments, because this this is not a movie review. This is an X Men movie review. You know yeah. what I mean? We, we talked almost entirely like everyone knows the characters, but uh, the one thing I'll take away from it is actually just about the movie part of it, not the X Men part of it. And it's just that it felt like a big collage of cool scenes that don't go together, and it felt like a big excuse to put this scene in there and this scene here, and let's do this character like this. This looks cooler. This looks more like the comics. But, like, put that time into the writing also, and I just didn't feel like it was there. Yeah. And the dialogue was okay. Nothing was bad, but in the big grand scheme of things, it was kind of bad. I mean, I don't have any real complaints about any actors or actresses. 
Jean Grey's actress uh, had a weird time with English. I mean, with American English. It sounded a little weird, but it wasn't jarring or anything. It's just like something, my little weird thing I picked up on. And uh, Fastbender did a worse job, I think, in, in first class. He switched to weird. Yeah. But it. Brothers and sisters. Yeah, and then he switched back to. None of them are Polish accents, though, from what I understand. But it, it's fine now, and he steadied out, and it's good. Um, even Jennifer Lawrence, I, I'm coming around because. Come around her face. I'm. <laughs> It was online, dude. I did not click it. And, uh... <laughs> you know what? Just come drunk. Please take that out. Um, no. I, my thing is, I liked the movie enough. I have a lot of major complaints about it. But I will say that despite everyone's like issues with it, which I fully understand, and I'm not going to tell people they're wrong on the things that they don't like about it, this movie really felt more like a movie trying to be geared towards X-Men fans as opposed to general movie fans. To a fault. And I say that, like, Days of Future Past was an easy movie for someone to sit down and watch as, like, a summer blockbuster. And First Class, maybe even more so. um, Because it's, like, an origin movie, so, like, everyone can get behind an origin movie. But this one was really, like, we're gonna do stuff and do a lot of fan service and a lot of disservice to fans, but, like, enough to where it almost feels like they forgot they were making a you, Hollywood movie. But yeah, you've got to be kind of more into it to really enjoy it as much as, say, we did than, like, your everyday popcorn summer movie people. So, I mean, they tried. They had, they had way too much to go off of. They did okay for what they had, but uh, I'm hoping that was a pretty good stepping stone for what they can set up now with the characters they introduced. I mean, well said. I, I think they they hopefully find a balance between what they've done here today and with what they did with Days of Future Past and First Class. The humanity of it, the scope of it maybe got too big. And it, it's hard to come back down. That's why the term jumping the shark is like a thing. Because once you start to, once you establish this level of craziness, it's hard to go back and make like a smaller scale movie like going from Age of Ultron to Ant-Man. But we know it can happen. I'm not saying they need to tone it down. I mean, fuck, in the comics, Phoenix commits genocide. So they can still keep going up, but handle it well. Give everything some weight and stop playing with my fucking emotion. I don't... It's it's jarring at those times. And I hope they gather all that and they, they put all this together. And They've worked with so much now. They have a lot more to work with. And that they they've proven they can do great things, all these people involved. So they can just... Kind of make it more cohesive. That's what I want. That's my only hope from a future movie. I don't want to say, I really want Danger. I do, but I don't care if they don't. I really want Phoenix Saga. I, I'm okay if they don't. I just want this to be a cohesive... I want it to be a good movie for the for the respect of X-Men. Like I want people to be like, X-Men's good. Because it's my soul. <laughs> they gotta really set up the fucking Danger Room for once if they need to get... If you want a danger. Well, danger is not till they redo the danger room into That's being... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's gotta... So I would not want that to be next. But I'm saying as far as the future of the series, I just want it to be handled well. Just care about the material a lot. That's proven to be a really good way to make these yeah, movies. Don't, don't try to use these characters with their own stories. Just pick good shit from the comics and, and do it. Like... It's already got, like we've talked before. Yeah, and don't combine a bunch of stories. There's years of stories that they can pick from that's all gold. Don't just set say, it up. like, oh, people like these people, people like these characters, we can get these characters to do anything we want. 
with kind of the gist of what they do and like people will go like yeah they will but like care a little bit more about the source material and people will just and not just the imagery which obviously is important for but not for as important of reasons yeah I'm okay with the black leather if the characters are better than if you make Psylocke look like Psylocke and then have her not talk like so whatever yeah I don't know I'm that's kind of all I feel about it that was a almost as long as the first attempt (laughs) but um I feel good about it it has issues but it is what it is not bad for one of these fucking X-Men movies. Only bad if you just consider that it's part three of this trilogy of this that era. Was, that has been That's super the only good. way it really is bad. Or also from a filmmaking standpoint. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you like X-Men, it's cool. Alright. I'm drunk.